on YouTube. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, Code Keepers, we're in for a great show tonight. Hey, we're talking about change tonight. We're going to be talking about change, you know, breaking the habit of being yourself as a slight theme, but tonight's all about change. Now, you know, on the Get On Code show, we focus on empowerment. You know, we focus firmly on empowerment. So we're not going to disagree. We're not going to dispute. We're going to focus tonight on empowerment. So we have with us the queen, Queen Rayshawn, and she's going to uh, drop some jewels, some queenly jewels on us tonight. And I know what you're saying, co-keepers. You're like, yo, Seiko, what's it have to do with empowerment? Stay tuned. What's this have to do with black empowerment? Stay tuned. All right. Welcome to Get On Code, the Fly Guy Show, which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge of self. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to. And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine. That means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. All right, Code Keepers, Queen Rayshawn Forrest. I said Foster earlier. It's Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> like Forrest Gump, which I always tell people to give them a little laugh. Run, Forrest. Run, Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that all throughout my childhood. After that movie came out, that is what I heard. All right. That's dope. That's dope. Dope. Well, you know, hey, today we're going to get on code, share the code, teach the code, and be code to come, become the code. <laughs> our code is empowerment and this is going to be an interesting conversation because we're dealing with the concept of change and we're dealing with who Rayshawn is as well and what you bring to the table so let's talk about you for a hot second and then we're going to go into the concept of breaking the habit of being you and the concept of change uh who are you and why should we be listening to what you got to say I am a child of God. I am the daughter of a New York woman and a Jamaican man. And I was born in Hawaii. My father was in the military, served for over five, 25 years, I believe. Um, and I am a person a young woman that is beating all the odds that were put against me from my first light of day. Um, from 9.56 p.m. Hawaiian time, November 25th, 1986. Uh, they said I wouldn't walk, talk, and I'd be mentally challenged. But God... But God, I have proved all that to be wrong. Um, I am a Howard graduate. H-E, that's right. You know. Salute. 
Salute Thank HU. Uh, so yes. Howard University is the real HU. Hampton <laughs> University is the better HU. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that. Um, but yes, that's the only school I I applied to. Only school I wanted to go to. And I think, well, I know that was influenced by um, the show, A Different World, back in the day. And I love that show, still love the show. Don't watch it as much, but I have sat and watched all six seasons in one setting. I have the box set. And um, yeah, it's it, it was the catalyst to help me in that that journey to get to Howard. Um, okay. I guess from seeing Debbie Allen's name and her knowing she went to Howard. Um, and then I heard, I don't know how true it is that it was based off. Um, Hillman is based off of, I guess her experience at Howard or Howard as, as a whole, even before she got on board with the production of the show. So that's, that's who I am. All right. I'm a creative. I and code am. keepers. Code keepers. You can check her out. Her uh, her Instagram. She has some other social media that's popping. And as you see, it says "Child of God." Salute that spina mm-hmm. bifida awareness. We're going to kind of delve into that a little. And then she's a business owner, CEO of Daylight Custom Designs, uh, ABC About Me, and Life in the Daylight Studios and Daylight Candles. So your queen is definitely on her business. <laughs> I like that she royal she wears the royal colors of purple and gold. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Yeah. So um look when we deal with the concept of change, you've actually mirrored that and expressed that in a real great book that you just published recently. Uh yeah. so we're gonna have to show the book a little as well. Um but you change you went through a change. Yes. So tell us about that change and how you facilitated that. Well, as it says, as Brother Seiko brought up, I am I was born with spina bifida. Um, in layman's terms, spina bifida, my spine was not fully developed when I was born. So that created some other issues, um, hydrocephalus, which is water on the brain, and club feet. My feet were turned in when I was born. And um, growing up, having spina bifida <laughs> as a child was not easy because of these symptoms or the, the, the effects that come with having spina bifida. And I have no bladder, no bowel control. I don't want to get, I don't want to go too far in it because I want you to read it in my book. Um, but wait, 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 wait. So you're saying when you were born, mm-hmm. no bladder, no bowel control. Still to this day. Yep. So, um, so that was a challenge growing up, always having accidents and people asking me, why did I change? Or, um, sometimes maybe even having an odor and people ask me what's that smell and I have to go along with I don't know I don't know I don't smell nothing or I say I smell like I don't know where it's coming from when I know it's coming from me so I didn't divulge it because it's embarrassing it was embarrassing 
Um, I had my have to I had to have my hair cut. That was one of the biggest things I had to deal with for 27 years. I had to deal with the effects of being made fun of of having my hair cut as a child. And it stank that staying with me being made fun of for 27 years. Um, it was 12 years old that I was at church. I don't know what the sermon was about. I don't know what the service was for, but we had a guest preacher, um, Pastor Frida Parker Smith. She came, she came from John 9. Don't remember her sermon topic. Don't remember what she said, but I just know from that point on, John 9 changed my life and how I looked at my life and how I am a vessel to show God's glory. And yes, I still have my hard times having spina bifida, but if it's for his glory, then okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Everybody has now their that's cross intriguing. and that's mine to bear. Everyone has their cross and that's yours to bear. Mm-hmm. Intriguing, intriguing. Uh, one of the things that I thought was intriguing about what you just stated was John 9, 9? John 9, John 9, the whole the whole book. Okay, the whole book. Okay, mm-hmm. got you, got you. So for the uninitiated, and there are some who are uninitiated in the, uh, mm-hmm. the way the Bible is set up. Yes. Now, what are you talking about? Can you quote that that particular part of scripture? So John 9 is one, John is one of the gospels, four gospels in the Old Testament, in the New Testament of the Bible. And in John 9, they come, Jesus and his disciples come upon a blind man. And because he's blind, the disciples asked him, did he sin or did his parents sin that he was born blind? God said he was not, he did not sin, nor did his parents sin to cause him to be born blind. He was born blind to show the glory of God. And God healed the man. And when I read the part of he was born blind to show God's glory, I was born with Spina Bifida to show God's glory. Um, so that's where mm. I take it. And then in the book, I go through, um, verse by verse, some chapters are multiple verses, but in the beginning, the first couple of chapters are verse by verse in my interpretation of, of the book, of the book of John 9. Intriguing, intriguing. I also like how you said it was your cross to bear. Now, Code mm-hmm. Keepers, in the last episode, uh, Minister Zumbi and I talked about how the cross, the cave, and the resurrection were really metaphysical stories about you. And so let me bring that conversation back when it comes to the cross. So when we talk about the cross, uh, metaphysically, we're looking at the crossroads, the area where the fire of the air of the earth and the water all come together and new opportunity happens. So it's intriguing that you say this is your cross to bear. Uh, This is your opportunity. This is your new life change to bring into existence. When you bear something, you know, you're bearing a child, you bring something into existence. So, you know, the, the saying it's your cross to bear gives you an opportunity to bring something into existence. And then I see that pendant on your neck, which mm-hmm. is a son. Yes. 
Ashe, Ashe. So it's shining. It's giving yeah. off energy. It's giving off life. It's impregnating the earth and giving rise to new opportunities, to new vegetation, to new plants. It's just a beautiful thing. So when I look at it differently than just a theological perspective, I really love the story about this cross that you're bearing. Mm-hmm. And then that the message in John 9 that, you know, Lazarus, you know, was told that, or, you know, he's saying that um, it was explained that Lazarus wasn't blind because of a generational curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the man, the, the, the man born blind in the right. store, in that story, he was, he wasn't given a name. There's no name given for him. Yeah. John, okay. uh, Lazarus, the story of Lazarus being raised, that's in John. That, yeah, I kind of mixed yeah. it. Right. Yeah. yeah, I got my Johns mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My passages mixed up. But yeah, yeah I do think that's, intru- and, and that's another great metaphysical teaching there. Yeah. Because uh, the Bible has so many great teachings. It's not just surface level. And that's yeah. one of the things that we talk about on Get On Code, because if our code is empowerment, we need to find that liberation theology. And I was growing up in a in a family that was raised pretty steeped in liberation theology. So everything that we learned, particularly when it came to the canonized Bible, was how does this free you? You know, <laughs> you know. So you know, one of the things that we ask a lot is, you know, how does this lead to empowerment? So, code keepers, I know we're saying, all right, Seiko. So what's the empowerment message here? And you know, Queen Rashawn is saying that this was done for the glory of God. This is done to show that good orderly direction can happen. So this can be done to show that when you're giving some challenges in life, some hurdles, you know, the term Satan actually meant a, a hurdle in the Hebrew, you know, a, a, a God developed hurdle or obstacle that you had to overcome to become the person that the almighty wanted you to become. So I look at your story Mm -hmm. and I'm hearing an empowerment message. I want to make sure that I'm hearing the right empowerment message. So Mm -hmm. this passage hits you and it empowered you to do Mm -hmm. what? Um, To not be afraid of my story, to not be afraid to tell my story. It is my favorite story to tell about myself other than being born in Hawaii. (laughs) Um, It is, I love telling um, the story or telling that I wasn't supposed to walk. I wasn't supposed to talk and I was supposed to be mentally challenged. And then when people see me walking, they see me talking. And when they find out that I graduated from help, you're like, what? Um, But not, it's nothing I did. All glory goes to God. So that's the empowerment. It didn't take me, it took me a little bit longer to get fully accepted or fully accept everything. Okay. And then there's some things that I, I think still I have some hangups on as far as it comes to my spina bifida. But not not like it was when I was a little girl. There's and not little not many people know when I was growing up. Not many of my peers knew. So um having written the book and knowing that one of my peers actually purchased my book at one of my 
um, book signings I did, I that was the first thing that came up. Just like, I wonder what he would think after he reads this book and how he would see me. Um, and there are some people that I grew up that grew that knew me growing up, and they said they would have never known that I was going through some of the things that I put in the book. Um, because you wouldn't know just by looking at me, you wouldn't know that something was wrong with me. Um, but yeah, yeah I, 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 I hide it well. And, uh, I learned well, you, that I, then it's taught me to hide other emotions. Well, um, when I, Cause it's been a hard two years for a lot of us. I say, I say, and, yeah. The pandemic has been really challenging for all of us. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then what, through and with doing my my vlog that I do, some days, some Tuesdays that I do it, I don't feel like doing it. But then I turn the camera on, gun on, and I'm just like, yo, that's not the same. That that can't that I I get. I it I understood after seeing myself like that how act how comedians can get on stage and make everybody laugh but they're depressed. Robin Williams hmm. and a lot of other comedians I've heard them say that and it's just like how but I understand it now I understand it now um, because you don't want to let everybody know that something's wrong with you or you don't want everybody in your business or you don't want everybody asking you what's wrong. Um, so I, at first I didn't like it, but that's just, Hey, it is what it is. And then this past Wednesday at Bible study, my pastor said it is okay and normal to be sad and grieving and still be happy. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not nuts. I'm not, I'm okay. I'm okay when I see myself when I am not having a good day and then still can get on camera and hide how I really feel or how I what's what I'm going through, but still be able to put out um, positivity sometimes. And sometimes if it's if I'm really heavy, it comes out. What comes up comes out and sometimes I've cried on camera. More than a couple of times. <laughs> I say, I say, and I think that's the empowerment. Uh, you use the term hide. Mm-hmm. I would simply say work through. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you put emotion through your emotion. So even though you were feeling a certain way, you didn't allow that to be a hindrance to, to doing something glorious. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I go to your Life in the Daylight channel on YouTube, check it out, Code Keepers, Life in yeah. the Daylight Studios, on YouTube, you can check out her Testimony Tuesdays and her Life in the Daylight Studio, other conversations, and it kind of uplifting. You know, if you're a person who's a Christian and you're really evangelical, then I think you really enjoy what Sis brings to the table. I mean, mm-hmm. the Queen really drops it. I, I also like the fact that you said that you weren't going to allow that to be scared anymore. And you were going to kind of share your story. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the messages, one of the great messages in the canonized Bible is two words, fear not. That phrase appears 365 times 
in the canonized Bible. So Ooh. look, that's that's one kind you can say that every- you can say that for every day of the year. <laughs> fear not. You know, you get up on Monday, fear not. You get up on Tuesday, fear not. Friday, fear not. Saturday, Sunday, fear not, fear not. So I think that's a really strong message. And the great thing is, even though you might be dealing with a challenge, Code Keepers, fear not. You can accomplish what you will. You've been given the ability to rise above your disability. You've been given the ability to rise above your disability. And I think, sis, you did a great job in your book, you know, on your YouTube channel. And just in general with your story, you know, there's a lot of things that people are ashamed of and they're they're trying to hide. But now you're no longer hiding. And that's a really grown up response. That's a really mature response. That's a really empowered response. And uh, that's 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 good code keepers. That's what we need to focus on. You know, all of us have some challenge. But interestingly enough, when you put that challenge out in the daylight when you put that challenge out in the daylight it's something about the sun and she got a sun on her neck i say that <laughs> and we're going to talk about that because i know you sell them i'm about, about to buy one for my son okay. i'm gonna buy a sun for my son <laughs> <laughs> i call my son a son because he shines like one mm-hmm. uh salute that to the hip-hop so my message And our message of empowerment is if you take that and you put in the daylight, you allow it to be seen, you allow it to be a message to others, you allow it to be a message to yourself, you can rise above. Man, I tell you, your life and the things that you're doing are so inspiring. Um, What are you inspired by? Um. I'm inspired. Hmm. Nobody's ever asked me that question. That, that that question, and I've never really thought about it. Um. I I would say that I inspire myself. Um. <laughs> I inspire myself because that's dope. That's dope. I can. And when I have those bad times, when I had those bad times when I was a child, I could have stayed in that. I could have, um, I have very loving parents, very loving family members growing up. And they never, they never threw my birth defect in my face. They never downed me because of my birth defect. They always uplifted me. Um, they, I didn't feel, and I still don't feel like I have a birth defect. Um, I don't feel like I have a disability. I just don't go to the bathroom like everybody else normally would, um, except for those in the spinal bifida community. Um, so I feel like I inspire myself because I don't let myself stay in the dumps or I work through, as you said, I work through how I feel 
um, not just with my spina bifida, but with life challenges in general. Um, it's like I said, this last two years, it's been very hard. It's been very hard to put on a, a smiling face or um, to not want to do stuff, but you can't stay still. You have to keep moving. There's you got things you got to do to get what you want. And so you, if you're going to swallow in how you're feeling and what's going on wrong, then you'll never get anything done and you'll never go anywhere. Um, even though you don't feel like it. Um, <laughs> well, let's tap into something that you said, you know, you said you inspire yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a, a popular gospel song and code keepers. I want to bring up a lot of Christian stuff today because <laughs> I think that the spirit is moving me to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you have to speak life to yourself. Mm-hmm. So you said that you inspire yourself. You inspire yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? How can code keepers and all of the believers and the followers speak life to themselves? You know, um, I think it has a base of, well, from how I look at myself, that foundation came, like I said, from my family, from my mother, from my father. My father always called me his princess. Um, so now as an adult, he still does. But, and so as I'm an adult now. I see myself as a queen, but that came from my father calling me his princess. Um, I, 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 I would say that it came, comes from my family. It comes from my faith that we are royal beings, um, we are royal priesthood, as it says in Peter 1, 1 Peter. 1 Peter, don't quote me on this, y'all. <laughs> I believe it's in 1 Peter 2 and 9, I think. But it's, I know it's in 1 Peter. I know somewhere in 1, it's in 1 Peter, the beginning of 1 Peter. That right. We are royal priesthood, and um, we are the salt of the earth. We are supposed to be the light of the earth. After God, he we are made in his image, um, but we are still sinners. And I try not to be, I, I know I'm hard on myself. And when I know, or when something doesn't go the way I wanted to, or I feel like when something doesn't go the way I thought it was going to go. And I'm like, okay, what did I do to cause this? Um. But yeah, I think that's that's where the my inspiration comes from, and me not. Yeah, I, it it comes from my faith in my family, instilling laying that foundation of you're not less than, you're mm-hmm. not your circumstances. Yeah, you're not your circumstances. You are not dumb you're not ugly you're not not at all (laughs) (laughs) thank you but i i i 
I don't think I would know any other. I don't think I would think about myself any other way because of them. And I can't see myself as any other way because of them. And that's not coming from a narcissistic thing or a, a conceited thing. That's just what was instilled in me growing up. And if you want to blame somebody, blame my family. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's interesting. You know, one of the lessons we've learned is that uh, it's all your fault. Mm -hmm. uh, so if it goes right, it's your fault. Mm -hmm. If it goes wrong, it's your fault. Uh, so we're going to blame your family. It's their fault for creating a queen. You know? yes. So I say that. I say that. Um, you know, that kind of reminded me when you talked about how your father said you're his princess. Your mm -hmm. family taught you that, you know, that you were attractive, that you were intelligent, that you were powerful, that you were capable. I did affirmations. You know, we used to call them mirror mantras mm -hmm. with my children. So in the morning they got up and they said, I love myself. I love God. God loves me. I am this. I am. Let me see. I am capable. I am intelligent. I'm hardworking. I have a big, bright future. And those mirror mantras that speaking life to themselves is a uh, a great opportunity, a great example, a great direction on how we can become more empowered. You have to speak life to yourself. And it looks like your parents and your environment mm -hmm. has given you that message and looks like you do it all the time mm -hmm. because you're rising above. You're rising above. I say that. Yeah, I'll show you I say that. I can't. I, I I want to. Sometimes I just want to stay in the bed. I don't want to do anything. But there's stuff out there I got to do. Good stuff. Good stuff. There's stuff out there we got to do. Uh, so you've been doing some stuff intentionally different mm -hmm. than your parents' generation. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about those things. You know, the message that if you stand on the shoulders of a giant... You can see further than the giant can. I think that your parents' example is, you know, saying, hey, you're this, you're the princess, and now you call yourself the queen. Mm -hmm. You're seeing further than Pops was able to. <laughs> yeah. He saw a princess, but you saw past that. Yeah. I say that. Um, so what are some of the other things you're doing differently than your parents' generation to make a better life? Um, I don't think it's different. It's just something that I wanted to do. I, growing up, I was never the, oh, I'm going to go into business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. The only thing that I said when I was a child that I wanted to do that I did, I was going to go to Howard University. After that, I don't know. <laughs> That'll, when we get there, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I was always a creative. Um, so being a production that brings out your creativity but the way that my creativity has led me, I would have never thought that it would lead me into, um, I never thought it would lead me to entrepreneurship. I never thought it would lead me to be an author. <laughs> um, so I don't think it's intentional. It's, 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 it's intentional, but I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's, I think it's different, 
but I don't necessarily think it's better. It's just the way that I want I want to live my life, or I try to want to live my life. Um, and it's okay. just the way that things, the way I was that the my journey has taken me on. Um, being like I said in production, and wanting to use my degree as much as I can, um, if not for anybody else, for myself because I did not get a job right out of school. Um, I worked for companies here and there over the years. The last time I had a production job for a company was last year. And I had two last year, which I didn't even apply for. Um, They found me, they called me. One of them I wanted to do, I saw the posting, but one of the um, the site that I saw it on, you had to pay to apply, which I don't get that concept. But anyway, and a couple of days after that, I was sitting, I can still remember, I was sitting in the parking lot at Target in Greenbrier. And she called uh, the, the project, production manager for the shoot, called me or sent me an email or a text. I was like, oh my goodness, I wanted to do, I wanted to apply for this, but I couldn't because it, and she was like, well, why I see it now. She understood why she wasn't getting a lot of leads for it, a lot of people to apply for it because you had to pay to apply for it. Okay. So I thank God for setting it up that way because I was one of the people. And then even from that, I have something coming up this weekend from a, a PA that I work with on that shoot. Um, so I just feel like the way that life has gone in the last year or so with opportunities that I have had, it's nothing that I did. It's either somebody saw me or something that I heard and okay, I'll do this. Um, just like writing my book. I, the book came from a documentary that I produced on my life in 2015 for the first, the first time I did it in 2015 to celebrate 20 years since I got sick. And I interviewed my mother, my father, my brother of their experience of living and loving me growing up and me having spider for the, and then I talked about it myself on camera. So is this the uh, life in the daylight that we're we're kind of looking at on screen now? Yes, that was I did that reel to show that it came that the scar on my back of my head, which came from my spine and bifida, turned into the documentary, which then turned into the book. And in 2017 or 2016, I spoke at a prayer breakfast at my church in New York. And in my nervousness, I thought I pressed record and I did not. And so I decided I didn't have a set time, but in 2017, I updated the documentary and added the piece that I spoke on in 2016. And then one of my former pastors, Pastor um, Willie L. Harden, may he rest in peace, Watched the documentary, sent a message to my mother. He said, I can see this in a book. And I was just like, oh, 
I don't see it, but okay. And even still not seeing it one October, because October is also in addition to it being Spina Bifida Awareness Month and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It is also Pastor Appreciation Month. And in that, in showing appreciation to the pastors I've had over the years, at the end of that video that I did one Tuesday, I put, I, the book is coming one day. And I believe that was after he passed. And I believe that was 2019, 20, either 2019 or 2020. I want to say it was 2020. And then I was uh, listening to the radio to Praise 104. And um, Tom, or not Tom Joyner. Um, um, <laughs> you telling on yourself. You telling on yourself, Ma. <laughs> AJ Joyner. <laughs> was um, on the Willie, Willie Moore Jr. show. And he was talking about people, anybody can write a book. You have stuff written down somewhere. You have videos. You have pictures. And I was just like, yep, yep, yep. And I was just like, okay, I guess I can write a book. <laughs> and um, that's how I got to the process of writing the book. He has a uh, blueprint of how to write your book in 30 days. So I got the blueprint and even before I finished reading his book, his blueprint of how to write, I started writing mine and it was around the end of April. No, the end okay. of February, the beginning of March, excuse me. And I started writing and I was done the second week in April. I see that's dope. Cause you know, success leaves clues. Yeah, And so this brother put out a blueprint. That's, you know, success leaves clues. Empowerment leaves a blueprint. And that blueprint empowered you, enabled you, if you will, mm -hmm. to do something where you release your own book. Mm -hmm. That's dope. That's dope. So what's the brother's name? Because I think Code Keepers, that's something we need to tap into. His name is AJ Joyner. It's AJ Joyner. It's J-O-I-N. ER, um, he's on social media, on IG. That's his name on IG. Um, but yeah, I gave him a call. First reached out to him on on Instagram. Started communicating. Then I made a call, or we made a, an appointment for a call. And before we made the call, he was like, okay, so when are we writing this? I'm just like, wait, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready, but okay. So we put things into motion and it was done. It was in its final stages in June of 2021. And I officially released it in August, on August 1st, 2021. All right. So we have Code Keepers, the picture of AJ Joiner, J-O-I-N-E-R. And this is his Instagram page. And it looks like, uh, you know, software that helps writers become authors. He has software that helps writers become authors. So you say he has a challenge that you, uh, <laughs> I like dude already. <laughs> Continue social distancing from the mother efforts that drain you. <laughs> I got I to say agreed on that one. I'm going to type in agreed. 
Agreed, indeed. Agreed, indeed. That's what I put on his social media message. I say that. I like that. I like that. Um, okay. Make it a daily habit to not let perfectionism stop you from ever becoming, from ever getting started. So you said uh, that you weren't ready, but he pushed you over the edge and now you have uh, a book. I don't think, I don't, I wouldn't say that I wasn't ready. Um, he asked me the question. They said, okay, I fear some hesitation. What's the hesitation? And this is the okay. financial piece. It was the financial piece because there is a cost um, to publish a book. Whether okay. people say you can publish, you can um, uh, uh, self-publish, but there's still going to be costs with self-publishing. Right. You, right. You, you can write your stuff and you can just put it out there after you wrote it without having it proofread, without having it edited. Um, you can make your own cover. Um, but, and I am a one woman band sometimes when I work. For now. It's a lot. And that would have been a lot. And I tried to do it on my own, but I knew I wanted somebody to look over my stuff, to read it and to proof it. And I didn't want, so many entities. So I just felt, I just wanted that one-stop shop and he was the one that came up okay. um, when I, when, when God said it was ready, it was time. Um, <laughs> and I was able to work with him on some things. We were able to work with, with each other on some things. All right. Well, I love how he says certain things in life have limits. You don't. Yeah, so he has some really inspirational stuff on his IG. Yeah, Don't he, assume and, the worst if someone seems distant. They may be working through something internally. That okay. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you deserve all that good ish. All period of period it. All of it. I love it. Yeah. So this sometimes dude is a, sometimes his content is kind of cheeky. Um um and sometimes sarcastic, but I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. So, hey, Atlanta Fresh Fry. Okay. So, look, yo, mm -hmm. uh, Anthony Joyner, and yes. I mean, uh, AJ Joyner, mm -hmm. AJ Joyner, you can find his stuff. And look, it looks like he has the blueprint. And so, you know, code keepers, we're always looking for the blueprint. And Rayshawn just sent us to the blueprint. Yeah. Somebody on here, somebody who's watching this has a book inside them and they're waiting for somebody to say, go, go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I mean, what to do. He, he AJ Joyner has the blueprint. Yeah. I was looking at two different companies. One got to me before the other, um, my pastor. Um, Bishop, oh, Bishop. Ooh, what did I just speak? Don't get, don't get at me, Pastor. Um, Pastor Dwight, his, his father's Bishop. Uh, Pastor Dwight S. Riddick II, he has his own company, publishing company as well. First Step, I believe it's called, First Step Publishing. And um, he helps people publish their books as well. But, yeah. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Well, once again, Cloak Code Keeper Success Leaves Clues. Sister just dropped a blueprint. So we say uh thanks to Queen on that. 
we appreciate that. Uh, I have another question. Um, yes, sir. What is something that needs to change in the world that you are uber passionate about? Um. Well, in my current situation, I think that this housing situation is ridiculous. And these the stipulations and the rules and the regulations and the criteria you need to get one of, if not the basic, um, the basic necessity in life, have a roof over your head um, in a safe neighborhood and not have to worry about any other unwanted guests coming into your house if you get my drift. Um, but the housing situation, it needs, it needs to, it needs to change. Um, we live in Navy town, we live in Navy country. And I think that many of these companies out here know that it's Navy town and know that the Navy personnel, the military personnel, they get the housing, um, allowance from the, in their paycheck. So, they jack the prices up, but everybody in Hampton Roads does not is not in the military, it's, and you they want you to make three times as much. What? And um, that's become a hurdle that uh, I have come across for a long period of time, longer than I have ever had in a while in since my times of renting. And um, even, and I tried, okay, the renting is not working. So let's try to do the home buying um, round or uh, journey. Even with that, they want you to be at a job for two years, some, or in the same, sometimes if they hear that, they were like, okay, if you're not at this job for two years, then okay, you're not going to get approved. But the last couple of companies that I have talked to, they've gone as far as, Okay, what was your last job in? And if it's in the same um, genre or industry, then it's okay. You can do that. We, we let's see where this takes us. Okay, okay. But it's 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 that's been that's that's something that I feel like needs to change. I don't feel like, and it's it's been said in the richest country. I don't know how true that is. In the richest country in the world, nobody should want for housing or should not be deemed or not deemed. Nobody should be put out or nobody should be, what's the word I'm looking for? Stop. Huh? Nobody should be homeless. Nobody should be wanting. Nobody should be homeless. Nobody should nobody should have to fight as hard and they, they there's always um, I know I don't know how how true it is now but growing up there was always the joke at uh, if you have 50,000 jobs or if they when they find out that I am of Jamaican heritage oh your people must have 50,000 jobs and it's not I would just say, say myself today in the car it's like nowadays that's not even a joke that's re, that's reality Hmm. That's reality that you have to have multiple jobs and it's, it's still not enough. Well, you know, what's intriguing is uh, 
in the canonized Bible, it talks about having eight streams of income. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I see the value in having multiple jobs because that was having those multiple streams of income. So, you know, in, in the book of Solomon, when it talks about having multiple streams, eight or more uh, starts like six. Uh, I can't remember. I can't quote it, but mm -hmm. it says that you need to have eight streams of income. You know, look, we were warned. <laughs> we yeah. were given good guidance. So uh, it looks like, you, you know, do, when do you your sleep? Jamaican family was <laughs> your Jamaican family was on to something right there. Yeah. They used to call me a Jamaican Port of Haitian because <laughs> I would have 15 jobs. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I say that. Uh, yeah. But Code Keepers, we've had a really intriguing conversation with the ref. You know, if you yes. go to her Instagram, it's the ref. If you go to YouTube, your YouTube, I just had it up earlier. Mm -hmm. um, you talk about being the ref, the mm -hmm. R-E-F. And I know that's a play on your initials, mm -hmm. right? Yes. My initials, my name is Rashawn Eugenia Forrest. I was a big basketball fan growing up. Loved, loved, loved Kobe and Allen Iverson growing up and Shaq and Penny and so many others, but those were the ones that got me focused on basketball. Um, but I was always intrigued about what do they do when they're off the court? What do they do when they're not on the field? What athletes, what do they do on the, on the off season? So I came up with another show back in 2014 was my first show at advance with the ref. I interviewed a woman who started up a basketball league in the city where I grew up. And I interviewed some of the players that were in the league. And then I interviewed a young lady who I grew up with twice to babysit, Kiana Williams, and her journey of being a captain on her basketball team in school. I believe she went to University of, of Albany. And then she wanted to be a teacher and then being a teacher, still wanting to be a teacher, being a captain on the, on the court and then working with the, I believe she worked with the NBA and the WNBA. Um, so that was where the, the, and my latest installment of um, out of bounds with the ref we're just coming out of autism awareness month. And now we're into, I believe this is mental health awareness month. But for Autism Awareness Month last year, I put out an interview that I had with a young man, um, Joshua Leonard. He is a cartoonist, a character designer, and he has a cartoon that he's working on. It's called um, Team Supreme, and the main character in that cartoon is autistic. And all the kids in this group, they're disability um is their superpower so um that was that's another installment and then from that i got to interview a mother and a son who are big in putting out who are putting life in the daylight on autism all right dope 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 so code keepers we've had a really intriguing tonight was a conversation <laughs> and it was a conversation about change and the change and the uplift that uh the ref has gone through um 
And this was all inspired by this, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One. That's a book that I'm actually reading now. So we're going to talk more about that book as I get a chance to delve into it. One of the things I think is very intriguing about this book is it talks about a biological model of change. And it talks about the physics behind changing your mind, which allows you to change your mindset. And it talks about, you know, uh, unlearning things and relearning things, breaking the habit of being yourself and reinventing a new self, pruning synaptic connections. So in other words, there are things that are automatically on snap for you. As soon as you see them, they just form a connection. You know, you hear that song, you feel a certain way, right? You smell that, you 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 feel a certain way. You hear something, you feel a certain way. Somebody can just push your buttons. Well, there's ways that you can prune those synaptic connections by sprouting new connections. He talks about unfiring and unwiring to refire and rewire, unmemorizing an emotion in the body. Now, think about that. That's deep. There's some emotions that we've been dealing with. And as soon as something is triggered and that emotion happens, we feel, it, you know, that, you know, we were children, as children, we were scared about something. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that environment, that experience represents itself, we have the same experience we had as mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. we were children, right? Mm -hmm. You can change that. You can recondition a body to a new mind and emotion. So, you know, I'm looking forward to reading through this book, um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One. One of the things I love about this book so far, and I just started on it, is you have to move to a new consciousness. When you make up your mind to change, you have to move to a new consciousness. And I also want to remind the Code Keepers, hey, you can find a Get On Code show wherever you enjoy podcasts. So it can be on Apple. It can be on Google Podcasts, ETC, etc. Look, you can find a Get On Code show and great content for the code keeping wherever you enjoy your podcast. All right. And that way you can make sure that everyone else gets on code, shares the code, teaches the code, becomes the code. So definitely do that. So this was just like a precursor to our real conversation and depth conversation about making change, how you can break the habit of being yourself. This is part one. And we got a chance to learn from the queen forest, queen <laughs> Rayshawn forest, the ref. Yeah. You got a chance to meet her and learn a little bit about her. She'll be a part of that conversation as well, because as you can see, her whole life and her book and her mission and her story and her. Okay. Show that book, girl. Show that book. I have it downstairs. <laughs> I meant to bring it upstairs with me. I didn't. Okay. Life in the daylight. Uh, and she talked about how she code keeping. She talked about how she developed that book after some great guidance. So let's make some great changes. Uh, stay tuned for part two. That's coming up too. That's coming up soon. Hey, uh, Queen, any last words? Live life in the daylight. Despite anything you're going through, live life in the daylight. And to learn how to do that, get my book, Amazon. I'll show you that. Show it again. Show it again. The interesting thing about daylight is it kills germs, right? Mm -hmm. Daylight kills germs. 
And if you're in the area on <laughs> if you're in the area on May 28th, the Virginia Beach area, May 28th, I'm having a book signing. So if you want to sign copy, May 28th, um, HP Music and Arts at, at Chesapeake Square Mall, I'm having a book signing. Dope, dope. All right. So code keepers, you know, as we say, get on code. Get on code. Share the code. Teach the code, become the code. Our code is empowerment, and we love you. So, take care. Peace and prosperity. All right, we'll see y'all later. This was great. This was great. This was great. All right.